Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello, friends, and welcome back. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week, we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. We all need a friend that helps us look at ourselves with brutal honesty to navigate the twists and turns of real life. What if the friend were a great book? Do you want to live an unencumbered life? My guest today helps us understand the transitory nature of our experiences, thoughts, and emotions. She invites us to stop running away from fear and other challenging feelings and instead choose to embrace the fullness of our human experience, knowing we are free to choose how we experience life. In approaching life this way, we become wise beyond our fears. I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Open your heart and mind and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. And today, I've introduced this guest many times on this show. Many of you know her and love her well. She's a fan favorite, but I'm going to introduce her in a brand new way. And you'll understand what I mean in just a second. I hope you can feel the joy in my voice as I say that because I'm like smiling so big and so happy and so proud to introduce my friend in this brand new way. So here we go. As a medical intuitive healer and spiritual guide, Cheryl Lynn reads the energy beneath your words, working deeply at the cellular level as a spiritual conduit, bringing you back into alignment with the truth of who you really are. She is the author of the new book, Wise Beyond Your Fears. So welcome back, author Cheryl Lynn. (laughs) It's very exciting to hear my name combined with the word author. Thank you for having me. Hey, you're welcome. Yeah, how did that feel? It felt really great. Thank you. (laughs) I just realized it in the moment. Like, I, I, all of a sudden, it just, like, like, tickled me all of a sudden it was like oh my gosh this is something brand new I'm I'm so happy to have you here and we have had you here in a number of different times with a, a number of different topics and we always have a delightful and most often riveting conversation and I'm looking forward to this one which is a different pace today to be able to introduce to our listeners this brilliant book and I want to set the stage by you sharing your story, Cheryl, with our listeners and how this book emerged. But first, let's begin with a fun, easy question, because I love the title. It's so clever, wise beyond your fears. How did you land that, and where did it come from? I wish I knew. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those moments I was thinking about what the what the essence of the book is. I was batting around many different ideas about what I could call it. And it literally 
felt like it just appeared before me and I and I the words came out of my mouth wise beyond your fears and I it just felt so perfect um so it it really was as simple as that you know it was it was what I call a download <laughs> that you're to call your book you know my my higher spiritual levels said you're to call your book wise beyond your fears and then of course I googled it and had my editor do a search uh, through her resources and no one was using the name so <laughs> it just That's amazing yeah yeah, I I imagine most of our listeners, those that turn into my, tune in to my show here, um, have heard that phrase "wise beyond your years." Like people said that to me when I was a young girl. You know, they would say, "You're you're precocious. You're wise beyond your years." And Cheryl, I know you were wise beyond your years. So it is the perfect title for this new book. I love it, and and it also is the perfect. Um, meme for your personal story too because you were wise beyond your years so let's begin by sharing with our friends that are listening who is Cheryl Lynn and how did this book emerge well you know it um, it certainly was not something I ever saw myself doing writing a book Um, I didn't even consider myself a very good writer although I do remember in college really enjoying a creative writing class that I took, but I got terrible marks for grammar. <laughs> it was, you know, I didn't realize at the time you could be a writer if you had a good editor, even if your grammar wasn't stellar. So, um, but but bef- before that even, I feel like all of the experiences that I've had from the time I was young where I really, I would say, inherited somewhat and just was surrounded by other people's opinions and fears where, you know, I would be challenged by whatever was happening in life and how could I do something that I was afraid to do, especially when there were people around me, you know, naysayers around me? Oh, you can't do that. You know, that people will think you're crazy or, or um, you know, when I was having mystical experiences when I was little, oh, you have such an active imagination. So all of that kind of pushed aside this creative expression and especially writing until I it wasn't that long ago. It was probably about 10, 12 years ago. In the middle of the night, I woke up and heard a voice say, go get your laptop and put your hands on the keyboard and start typing. And I had no idea what was going to come out. I was I was really half asleep. And I just started writing about, you know, what was going on, my perceptions. But it felt really like there was someone other than me typing. And I had it happen several times in a row. And I, I asked my guides, asked, you know, my cosmic support team, as I call them, you know, am I writing a book? Like it kind of felt like this. And they said, well, eventually, but right now, just write, just write. 
And I think that that was my practice. And I started a blog, which I never advertised. I never told anyone that I had it. So I had like five followers for a long time. But it was, and then I started being more public about the things that I was writing and putting them on social media. And after a while, people were saying, wow, that is exactly what I needed to hear today. You know, the, the thing that I would write and, um, they said, is, is there some place where I can, re- have you written a book? Can I read more about this? And that happened enough times that eventually I thought, you know what? There's something here. I think this is the book. And so I, I um, through a very long process, found a way to put all of the writings together into this uh, compilation of all my writings. Mm. We're going to talk about that compilation um in the, the structure of it in a little bit, but in your introduction, there are a few things that I think are really worth just like expanding on here for a minute. So one of them is you talked about your innate capacities that were squelched as a child. You just mentioned it here too. You know, you'd have a mystical experience and, and the elders in your life would say, oh, you're just having an active imagination. But you wrote, Quote, traveling to other dimensions of reality was a habit I cultivated as a way of coping with the circumstances I found myself in, unquote. And I think many of our listeners can relate to this kind of oppression that we experience as a child. Our cultural upbringing really didn't know what to do with these kinds of gifts. Can you say more about that in your life? Because it does influence a lot of your writing. Yes, it was it was interesting because of course as a child I didn't really understand that I was, you know, I just thought I was a space cadet because that's what people said, you know, that I was just, you know, I needed to pay attention and I needed to, you know, be present and I needed to be grounded and all of these things trying to pull me back. But I loved traveling outside of my body and going into a daydream world. And um, I now know that I actually was leaving my body and leaving my body there on the chair in the classroom and going out the window and frolicking in the, in the woods that were next to the school. And, you know, I was, I was um, enjoying that feeling of, you know, being being in my body, I mean, I, I wasn't literally, you couldn't watch me leave my body, but part of me was, part of me was, was traveling around. And I know that I was gaining just as much from that, if not more than I was, you know, learning my multiplication tables, <laughs> which I'd never mm. really good at. So, so yeah, it was a, it was an interesting thing to look back and tell the story in a different way wiser voice as an adult and and retell that part of my life instead of oh yeah I was always getting in trouble for daydreaming or you know being accused of being not paying attention or being a space cadet and it's like no I was I was cultivating this part of me that you know even with my clients it's that's a really I mean it's an essential part of how I do my work like I allow my being to move into other dimensions of reality where solutions lie that don't exist in this reality. 
So mm, I love that phrase where other you you go to other dimensions where solutions lie. That's that's really really cool. And this whole process of of really oppressing that multidimensional self goes to another topic that I think is really important here too is that your search to fix yourself was a big part of of this it was kind of like the response to everyone telling you you had an active imagination you're a space cat or whatever so you were f- trying to fix yourself so you could fit into the world around you this itself has become what i believe is an epidemic in our culture we've created a dysfunctional and unattainable set of values based on affluence and our need to succeed. So say say more about how this realization has affected you and your life and this book, that need to fix yourself. You're broken. You're broken. <laughs> yes, that, that is a big, big message that I... I, I came to that conclusion. Well, there must, there must be something wrong with me then. Cause people keep telling me that how I was, was not okay. So it must mean that I need to fix something. And I spent years trying to fix myself, trying, going to different teachers, um, trying out different religions, um, reading every book that I could lay my hands on, trying to figure out what was wrong with me. Why was I you know, why was, didn't I get it? Like everyone else seemed to get life except for me, which of course is silly because there were plenty of people walking around feeling exactly like I did. I just didn't know it until I started talking about it as an adult. But when I was younger in my younger adulthood, you know, that, that, that was a, a imperative part of my spiritual growth was the journey of trying to fix myself to to explore so many different ways of looking at life and say, huh, well, that I like this part of it, but this part doesn't make sense. And slowly but surely realizing that none of what anyone else told me about who I am really, really mattered. <laughs> that it really ultimately was up to me to define myself in a way that felt right for me. Like it, it really doesn't matter um, what other people's opinions are or if they think you're, if they actually do think there's something wrong with you. Yeah. Your, your words today are the essence of this book. As you're explaining these things, I can, I can just hear in, in my mind, different, excerpts from your book and the the beautiful way I don't think you would call it advice but your voice in the book continues to to really help people come into that place of authentic um beingness of who they are and and overcoming a lot of what we're talking about here with that that oppression and that that need to fix and there's a, there's a there's several tools throughout the whole book, but you mentioned one tool that I think is really helpful for all of us in today's fast-paced world. When people come to you with ideas, information, invitations, and whatnot, you say, let me sit with this and see if it's a fit for me. How has that phrase changed your life, Sherlyn? 
Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It really has been a lifesaver. That came to me after really, and I talk a little bit about it in my introduction, um, after a dark night of the soul where I really, I reached a point where I had been spending so much time trying to fix myself and I finally like blew a circuit. (laughs) That's the best way to describe it. And I went through this process from with working with a a spiritual teacher where I basically felt that I had to dismantle myself and I was assisted by this teacher um, in a very interesting way, Um, dismantle myself and then put myself back together. So the dismantling was everything that I'd been taught, everything that I thought I knew about myself, question everything. And when I came out the other side, and it took a year, it was not a quick process. So over the course of a year, I went from being feeling like I was just a shell of my former self, like I was walking around empty, which is a great place to start. And then slowly but surely putting myself back together until until I reached a point where I felt like there is no way I'm ever giving my power away to another person, teacher, guru, uh, method, um, uh, you know, spiritual teaching. I'm not giving my power away ever again to anything outside of myself. It doesn't mean that I don't take in information and kind of assess what works, but that's where that phrase came from. It was like after having having said, oh, show me, tell me, tell me what's wrong with me, help me fix myself. So for so many years, I finally said, I, I'm good, I am good. And if new information comes in, or someone, you know, wants to collaborate with me or give me, you know, a suggestion. I listen really open mind with an open mind most of the time. And I, I, even if I'm getting an initial, yeah, that sounds really good. I want to say yes. I say, you know, I, I'm getting a good feeling about this, but let me sit with it and see if it's a fit. So that's where, that's where it came from. And it really, it just gives you some space to come back into yourself instead of whoever's giving you the information or wherever the source, whatever the source of it is, it gives you a moment to come back into yourself with your own wisdom and decide from that place instead of being influenced by anything outside of yourself. Yeah. I I like how, that tool is so therapeutic and yet even the process of you dismantling like going into letting go of everything to put what matters back in and you talk about releasing what no longer serves us so that we can live an unencumbered life and I I love the word unencumbered it's a freedom type feeling and experience and I want more of that I want an unencumbered life say more about an unencumbered life (laughs) it's funny because that was uh, one of the titles that I played with but it didn't quite do it and now I know why because it was not destined to be the title but an unencumbered life is really about freedom like at its core, what it what is that freedom? You know, we're free. We really are. I don't care what situation you're in. We're always free 
to choose how we're going to interact with that situation or that experience. So there, there's an inherent freedom that is who we are, but we don't feel free a lot of times. And so the whole idea of living an unencumbered life is that heaviness of feeling the weight of other people's opinions, feeling the weight of shoulds, have tos, musts, all of that, feeling the weight of society, your upbringing, all the identities that have been layered and layered and layered since you were first born and someone said, oh, baby girl, you know, for right from the very beginning that we have all of this heaviness can be heavy if we just say, I am that I am, I am all these things that everyone's told me I am. And what happens when you free yourself and realize that the core of who you are really has nothing to do with all of those identities. It really, those are just kind of lame ways that we've developed to describe, describe ourselves or describe our relationships to others or our relationship to the planet, you know, and, and our experience here, but it pales in comparison to us living from this place where we're, we're not wed to anything except ourselves, except the core of us. Mm. So the, the flip side of that, I, I want to really just give this the time it deserves in this moment because this is your book. And in this pursuit of being unencumbered, there's also this flip side of how we've spent decades trying to run away from the pain, from from failure, from shortcomings, from the imperfections, like the brokenness. And what you're encouraging us to do is live that more freely. Like you're you're asking us to choose to live more fully the experience of life. And so there's the, the part of let's embrace our brokenness or our, we shouldn't use that word because none of us are broken, but let's embrace the fullness of our human experience, even when it comes to the pain. So how do you differentiate that, Cheryl? Because we're talking about other people's expectations of us and the reality of life, which is messy and yummy and painful and joyful and all of the above. Well, there is no, there is no, um, there's no idea. There's an idea. I keep saying no, but it's there's no idea really that is more harmful to our psyche than that we're not supposed to feel pain, that we're not supposed to experience discomfort, because that is not that is not the human experience that we signed up for. We signed up for the whole thing, all the emotions, all the experiences. And even if you were to go to some remote location on the planet and not interact with people and, you know, some somehow extract yourself as much as possible from a typical human journey, there's still 
there are still things you could still stub your toe. You, you could, you know, be hungry, experience the feeling of being hungry, the, you know, being afraid of something attacked you, you know, there's, it's like, that's part of it. And I think, I think we do ourselves a disservice if we're trying to whitewash our lives into having it be all pleasant all the time, because on the other side of a good cry or on the other side of grieving a death, there is this beautiful experience of hum- of humanness that we would miss if if we were flat all the time, if we were or even if we were joyful all the time and there was no no experience of any other sort. So I, I, when I'm in despair, you know, I had a day a couple of days ago where I just, you know, there was a lot going on in the people around me's lives and just the world in general. And I wasn't particularly having, you know, anything specifically about me going on, but I was found myself just really almost grieving. I was, I was weepy. And at first I was trying to cheer myself up and like, I got to snap out of this. I you know, this isn't mine. And then I thought, why, why don't you just let yourself feel whatever's coming up? And so I spent the day doing things that, you know, were not particularly taxing. Like I did a puzzle and I watched some movies with my husband and ate some comfort food. And at the end of the day, I felt like a tenderness towards my own soul. I felt like I'd really honored myself. And even though it wasn't my favorite day, <laughs> then when I woke up the next morning, I felt I felt like, okay, that was really good. And now something different. And I could feel that it had passed, like the wave of emotion had passed. And and the contrast between the day before and the next day was wonderful. It was like, ah, oh, I feel, I just feel all this energy coming through. And it's because I, uh, in a different way, had released something that it would have felt very different if I had pushed all that emotion down. Mm. Your book is filled with beautiful little vignettes of wisdom And we're going to get into the details and the structure after this break. I'm Julie Kroll. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show. We're here with Cheryl Lynn, author of the new book, Wise Beyond Your Fears. We'll be right back with so much more. Stay with us. Meditation Channel. Non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new Empower Radio app. Music to empower your meditation, help you relax, sleep, or provide a calm background while you work. The Empower Meditation Channel is interruption-free. Listen now with the Empower Radio app, free in the App Store, or listen online at empower.fm. Soothe your soul, calm your mind. The Empower Meditation Channel. If a disaster struck right now, what would you and your family do first? Would you stay where you are or leave? What if you and your family were separated? 
Would your kids know what to do? How would you get in touch with them if your cell phone isn't working? Or the subways aren't running? Don't wait until a disaster strikes to figure it out. It's your responsibility to make a plan for you and your family ahead of time. To learn how, take our readiness challenge at nyc.gov slash readynewyork or call 311 for information. In this online tool, you'll be faced with real-life challenges, forcing you to make quick decisions at every turn to teach you the importance of being prepared for a disaster. Without a plan, it's like you're putting your family in a disaster. Visit nyc.gov slash readynewyork or call 311 for information. A public service announcement brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, mentor a kid who needs someone on their side, volunteer to read to children, make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader, tutor or mentor, give, advocate, volunteer, live united. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. This message is for all of you sitting in the passenger seat. And apologies if it gets a little uncomfortable. But how does it feel to be at the mercy of someone who thinks a random text is more important than your life? Someone who takes their eyes off the road while speeding along in a three-ton hunk of steel. Freaky, right? Well, why not just ask them to stop? Or better yet, volunteer to text for them. It might be a little awkward, but believe me, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're inspired by our conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find the archive links as well as a listing of upcoming guests. Again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. And on the leading edge of personal, social, and global transformation, I invite you to be a way shower, a change agent, and make connections that inspire and accelerate our collective awakening and planetary healing. Stay connected every week with my newsletter where you find meaningful content, opportunities, and inspiration. I promise I don't spam. I don't send out a lot of emails. You can sign up at juliecrawlemail.com, and I have so much new stuff coming down the pike. So, again, I really would love for you to stay connected. You can do that. It's so easy, juliecrawlemail.com, and you just sign right up and we'll be connected. You can also reach Cheryl Lynn at, it, Cheryl, you're going to have to correct me. Is it thecosmicconduit.com or cosmicconduit.com? Thecosmicconduit.com. There you go. Thecosmicconduit.com. And that's a perfect lead-in for where I want to go here because um, 
I am going to do a confession with our listeners here. I wrote two different reviews for this book. Um, You asked me for an endorsement, and so I wrote an endorsement from a professional perspective, like the Dr. Julie wrote an endorsement. And then after reading it on Kindle, which it's out now, your big launch is going to be February 22nd, 2022. We'll talk about that in a minute. But when I popped up my Kindle version, I wrote a very personal Amazon review as a reader. So I had my professional endorsement and my reader review. And I want to read both and have you respond, Cheryl, to a few things that I think are really important about this book. So my first, my professional endorsement. It's a little bit lengthy, so forgive me for reading this out loud, but I think it's important. Cheryl Lynn's words are a healing balm for a world in transition and chaos. She offers a comforting personal message wrapped in multidimensional wisdom and insight. Unknowingly, the reader is transported beyond the limits of separation and into a universal consciousness through the gateway of practical, down-to-earth, and relatable support and guidance. Cheryl Lynn magnificently uses her own personal stories and deep vulnerability to weave threads of hope and healing on each page. Whether you are an awakened luminary, spiritual seeker, or wounded soul, this book is good medicine. Who could have imagined a book about the very human tendency to worry, obsess, and fear the ordinary day-to-day experiences of life and cultural conditioning would end up being a spiritual masterpiece for personal transformation? So, from the perspective of a professional here, the Dr. Julie Cheryl, there's a couple things I want to point out. You offer a comforting personal message wrapped in multidimensional wisdom and insight. And I mentioned a spiritual masterpiece for personal transformation. There's a real transformative force at work in this book. You're a healer. You're a medical intuitive. Um, Our listeners have already got a feel for that already. You work with subtle energies. Can you share what this book does from the perspective of the cosmic conduit. How does this book become a healing tool? It's magic. (laughs) (laughs) No, I felt it when I was, certainly when I was writing some of the, some of the sections in it um, originally, um, I felt that there was a message beneath the words, but when I was, editing it and rewriting it and, you know, putting together the compilation and working with my editor, there were moments where I I was stopped dead in my tracks to feel what was happening. And I've gotten feedback from my beta readers, um, the people that read it, you know, first to assist with editing process as well as giving me feedback. Um, They said there were several of them that said, wow, I felt my whole body was buzzing while I was reading this. And that's a real thing. It's hard to explain exactly how that happens other than when you open a door, you know, an etheric door to say, okay, I want to see things from a new perspective. And you're very open to how that will happen. 
what happens, and even as I'm talking about it now, I just kind of see this amazing grid of all of the energies that are going, flying around the planet and beyond. And all of the people who have questions about about life and how how am I going to get through this day? You know, they're dealing with so much. And, you know, humanity has always had challenges, right? It's not like we've never been without wars or without, uh, you know, astronomical events or or uh, weather-related issues or poverty. or There's always stuff been going on for as long in rec- as recorded history has been here. And, um, but we're living in this time right now, and you can feel that people want solutions. They want answers. They want to... They want to understand why they feel divided, why we internally as well as, you know, why is there, why is there this, as you say, illusion of separation? Like, what is that? Why do I feel like people that I used to be close to, like, I can't even talk to them now. Everyone's on edge. And what can I do about it? That asking brings forth wisdom from what I believe is our collective wisdom, our collective higher levels of consciousness, come together and orchestrate a an activation of some sort. It could be through a piece of music. It could be through poetry. In this case, it was through a book called Wise Beyond Your Fears that I was given the assignment, not not literally like, okay, here's your assignment, but but that's how I feel about it. I was given the assignment to provide some comfort, as you say, a healing balm for a, a world that feels sometimes like everything's upside down. And not that I have all the answers or that my way is the right way or that it even is my way, because a lot of what I write I I have felt is is a more it goes beyond my own ideas about, about, um, you know, how things should be or what, uh, what works. So it, it literally was because people asked for it enough. People asked for it that the book had to come into form. And there are other books that address similar topics, but this one has a very specific energy to it. And you can feel it when you're reading, even if you're not, you know, even if you consider yourself not sensitive to energy, you might say like, wow, I, I don't even know why, but I, I feel like, I feel like my heart opened when I read that, that section, you know? So yeah, hopefully that explains it a little. That's a great response. And um, so the flip side of this from the healer, from the professional to the professional we just had an exchange and a question and a reflection and a response here. And now from the friend to the friend, here's my personal response. So as, as I, like I said, I was like, I was compelled to write an Amazon review and I was, you know, I I was going to wait and get my paperback in my hands and, and I've seen the PDF I've seen, you know, but I, I couldn't help myself. I had to write this personal Amazon review and I could have copied and pasted the same endorsement, but I was compelled to write as Julie the person. So I wrote, growing up, both of my grandmas had backdoor friends. 
the kind that stopped over unexpected day or night for coffee and a friendly chat. No matter what was going on, there was always time to sit down at the kitchen table or front porch and talk about the everyday experiences of life. In our busy world filled with technology screens and social media friends, this book is the new backdoor friend. I took it out to my patio and began reading a section. It felt as if my bestie was sitting there with me, sipping on coffee and sharing our day. It's nourishing, reassuring, and real. The immense topics cover things I didn't know I needed to hear. This heartwarming book is medicine for my soul. So, dear friend Cheryl, it is heartwarming, it is personal, it is real, and I think it's because you share not only as a professional healer, but from the place of a real, authentic, and may I say, completely vulnerable person. You write about your own personal struggles and topics that I don't often even think about. So, it is endearing. Let's talk about your vulnerability and how that has shaped this book. <sighs> Even though we're far apart during this interview, I feel I feel like, oh, where's my cup of coffee to have with Julie? <laughs> yeah. um, I one of the things that happened to me when I had what I described before that that dark night of the soul and you know re reinventing myself, one of the things that happened was I realized that I have to be me and and I want to be around people that are willing to to be vulnerable and open and be themselves and be authentic. And that that goes across the board. And I think that, I've experienced enough times where I've shared something very personal and had the person that was listening go, oh, my God, I'm so glad you said that. I thought I was the only one. Or let me tell you about something I've never told anyone before. And it, what it does is it creates this beautiful heart opening between us and we realize that we're not so different. And so when I when I did that with the book and there there's, it's a mix. I mean, some of it is really, it feels more like, um, you know, a technique that I've learned and I'm just sharing that technique of how to deal with anxiety, for instance. Um, and some of it is very, uh, there's some, there's some, um, parts that are more creative writing even, you know, there's, there's, it really, the personal stories are mixed in with a lot of other things. But I think it was really important for me to include the personal stories because that's what I relate to. That's when I, when a spiritual teacher will tell you about, you know, a hard time, not just from their past, but something that happened to them yesterday. When they share that, it's like, oh, it's such a relief. It's like, I don't have to be perfect. That person isn't acting like they're broken, so maybe I'm not broken either. That person is, isn't is acting like they know better than everyone else. And so I can let my own wisdom shine and come forth. So I think that's that's what you're talking about, that that authenticity. I, I crave it, and so I assume there are others that crave that too. So that's mm. why the book has that element. Yeah. So... Let's share with the listeners how this 
book is organized because for me it's like it is like an oracle or a daily devotional but it's like the topics are like candy in a candy store like i want to read everything just by the topics um i'm gonna just scroll through my kindle here my ipad actually and with my kindle version um trust transmutation deserving expansion illusion embrace i'm gonna fast forward perspective timing purification integration relax i'm gonna scroll forward again expectations acceptance perfectionist growth <laughs> like to me god ooh, there's a three-page one tantrum Ooh. so to me it is like candy in a candy store like to me these are like topics i want to delve into but explain to our listeners our friends out there how this book is organized and how you suggest that they might read it it's so funny because when you say how this book is organized, it doesn't feel like it's organized in a way that makes sense to anyone if they're if they're used to thinking linear linearly. <laughs> yeah, did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because and and I struggled with how to organize it and with my editor with my working with my editor. Um, actually two, two editors that I worked with, they both had lots of ideas and it ended up being that I had to really trust. And there is one, one of the sections is, is titled trust. <laughs> and because even my editor said, you know, you know, don't, don't you want all the words to be either nouns or adjectives or verbs or at least, you know, have that because, and I kept kept getting when I would tune in, like, nope, the word is the word, whatever the word is, like, I would, I would reread the section, because some of them had titles, but most of them didn't. Um, and, or, or if they did, they were long. And I just, I just got this. And again, this is me trusting my, my higher wisdom was just one word. There's only one exception in here. There is U 2.0, Y-O-U 2.0. That's the only one that's not one word. And um, But they said one word and and will tell you, will meaning my my uh, my cosmic team, will tell you what the word is. If, if it doesn't pop right into your head, like don't struggle with it, we'll tell you what the word is. And that's how it happened. And so it's very loosely organized in a linear fashion because it's a book and you read you you uh you might be drawn to read it from cover to cover but and that will create a certain kind of energy as as you move through the topics there is an actual energetic thread that moves through it and you can read it that way but i think it's even more fun maybe you read it that way the first time but it's even more fun and useful if you just close your eyes and take a deep breath and if you have a question that's kind of looming like you know i just i really need some guidance about you know a relationship or i and just open the book and read whatever 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 you turn to and you'll be amazed. I mean, I'm doing it with my own book. <laughs> I'm amazed. When I pull up, I was like, oh, I needed to hear that today. Really. Um, so to me, that's the most exciting way to use the book, like an oracle. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so it's organized, but not in a way that our human minds would say makes sense. It's not like we're going to start with chapter one and then we're going to move into this topic. And yeah, it's not like that. And there's not even there's not even sections and there's not even a table of contents. So mm-hmm. like you're gonna you're gonna pick up this book and yeah, and, and the all the one words are intriguing, really. So I'm wondering if you have a favorite that you would share with us. Do you have a favorite? Um, I, you know, there's, there, I, I picked three because um, we had talked about, about that. And there, I, I have one that has a little bit of personal um, story to it. That, and it also has something that I think will help. Um, so I think I'll read this one. This is the one that just popped out. And the title is Stay. It's a little longer than some of the other ones, but... Some years ago, while meditating, I had a visit from an old Hindu master, Brahmananda Sarasvati, Guru Dev. I was feeling quite distracted on this day and was having a difficult time sitting still. After about 10 minutes of fidgeting, I felt a hand rest on my shoulder and I heard a clear voice say, stay. His hand was very loving, but held me firmly in my place until I felt my whole body relax and I was able to continue my meditation without distraction. Guru Dev's message, stay, has been oft repeated one over the years, but my understanding of it has deepened. The human mind is amazing, so rich in its ability to create, decipher, decide, communicate, strategize, and discern. The mind is great, but if we give it free reign to lead our lives, it can wreak havoc. We often label those who are in their heads a lot overthinkers. But what does that really mean? When the mind gets caught in loops of thought with no feeling of resolution, it can lead to frustration and anxiety. Being a smarty pants makes this even worse because a highly intelligent creative mind can invent all sorts of dramatic scenarios with a lot of mind bends. The wisdom from Gurudev to stay was not just about staying still during meditation. It is about being patient, enjoying the process, and not being in such a rush to get somewhere. It is about staying present to the blessings that surround us in each moment and expressing gratitude for what is instead of always being focused on what could be. Stay means to be okay with who we are, all of it, right here and right now. Stay asks us to choose presence over distraction and to experience all our feelings instead of finding ways to anesthetize ourselves when we feel uncomfortable. A while back, I had a conversation with a young woman struggling to find joy in living. Although she never directly said so, I sensed she had been seriously contemplating leaving the planet. I know what you're thinking, I said, and I want to say it is totally up to you whether you want to stay on this earth plane. It would be a shame if you decided to leave now because you may miss discovering why you decided to come in the first place. She was visibly shaken by my words, but we ended up having a heartfelt discussion about staying versus leaving, and she decided to stick around. Ultimately, stay is about just that. If we were on this earth to experience life as a human being, we might as well live full out to the best of our abilities. There are many ways to leave without offing oneself, drugs, alcohol, 
television, and busyness can all be distractions from really staying present. The choice to stay is a day-to-day and sometimes moment-to-moment one. Mm, You're right, Sherilyn. That is one of the longer ones. (laughs) And um, it was a perfect example of the integrative weaving that you've done with personal storytelling and the wisdom that comes through because there's a, the the master teacher really talking about presence and and what that is and yet you're you're giving us examples of of you know the storytelling too so thank you that that was really nice that was a perfect example cool <laughs> and now i've yeah. not used up most of our time but <laughs> felt like no a- it's it's perfect. It's perfect. And I we just have a few minutes left. We have like three minutes um, before I'll do a close and share some more of your words. So I'm wondering if there's anything that you haven't been able to say about this book, about the launch, about how people can um, get involved or feedback, anything that that you really want to say to our listeners that you didn't have an opportunity to say? Well, as I I know this show is going to air before the launch date, but if you're listening to the recording, it may have already been published, but the official launch date is (laughs) 2-22-22. So that is coming right up after after the show show, uh, airs. And, um, you know, go, go and, um, there'll, there'll be a promotional price for a couple of days if you're, if you're listening to this and it hasn't, that date hasn't come by yet. Um, and, uh, you know, leave a review. I would love to hear feedback on how you, how you liked it and how you, um, what you felt about the book and, you know, enjoy the activations that are contained in it. Because if you're listening to this show, I suspect that there is a piece of you that has asked for what's in the book. There is a piece of you that has, you know, even even for me, like I said, it's my own my own book. And I still open it up and I'm like, oh, that's just what I needed to hear. So um, so check it out. Check it out on Amazon. And um, if you want to get in touch with me, you can do it through my website, thecosmicconduit.com. And, um, you know, I look forward to connecting with some of you. Beautiful. And social media. How can they contact you through social media? Um, They can contact me um, through my Facebook page uh, is where I'm most active. It's Cheryl Lynn and the Cosmic Dash, the Cosmic Conduit. that that is I also have an Insta I also have Instagram which is Sherilyn Taylor uh, Instagram slash Sherilyn Taylor Um, but I'm mostly on Facebook thank you for being here as a published author today Sherilyn thank you (laughs) for talk about your book (laughs) Yeah, and I want to leave you listeners with Cheryl's words. This is a, a from a segment called Leader, Leader or Leadership. Which one is it, Cheryl? Is it? Uh, I, I, no, I can't remember. I There's can't remember lot, either. There are a lot of sections, but I think it's Leader. Okay. These are some beautiful, inspiring words from Cheryl Lynn. 
Be the one who wields the sword of truth, the leader who is willing to admit they do not have it all figured out, but still shares what they have learned so far. Be willing to question things out loud so that others know they have permission to do the same. Know that you are not alone on this journey. There are others across the planet who are also stepping up to be the truth sayers and the way showers. We can do this together, side by side. You've been listening to the Dr. Julie Show, all things connected. Remember, together we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now.